Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Upvoted No Sleep, where OP Lighting Nations finishes the story from yesterday, writing, Let's phone for an ambulance first. We'll stop at McDonald's along the way. No, he shouted, stomping up and down with his fists clenched like a toddler who'd been told they can't have dessert before supper. Without warning, he grabbed the picture of the desk and hurled it into the side wall. The shattering sound made me flinch. Next time, that might be my skull. We're only allowed McDonald's on special occasions, remember? He asked. Of course, I said, my quiet voice trembling. There was no choice other than to play along. But we haven't seen each other for a while. Doesn't that make today a spe- In response to him clenching his jaw, I quickly changed to, You're right. Dinner first. Yay! He bounced up and down, beaming. Then, with barely any effort, he threw me over his shoulder and carried me into the kitchen. As he set me down at the table, a plan formed in the back of my mind. Stevie, Mommy needs her hands to cook, but they seem to be stuck. Maybe you could... I twisted sideways, letting him fill in the blanks. No, Mommy, I'm the cook, remember? He pulled a child-sized chef's hat out of the drawer and balanced it on his head. I'm your little helper. Bollocks. Ah. He slid some chicken strips and chips onto a tray and placed them in the oven. While waiting for the timer, he cycled around the table on a tricycle, occasionally striking a chair or cabinet comically oversized on the tiny thing. The nerve endings in my shoulder begged for mercy, and that pain was only growing worse. He shoveled the meal onto a plate, then a fork was in my mouth, dumping undercooked chicken down my throat. I only swallowed to keep my captor from exploding again. I said, Stevie, now we've ate, can you please take mommy to the hospital? No, Mommy, it's almost bedtime. I don't think I'll be able to sleep. I'm in too much pain. That's okay. We've got the nighty-nighty pills. You said we were going to take them together and go to sleep before you went away without me, remember? The temperature plummeted 20 degrees. Maybe we should skip the pills. I faked a yawn. I'm actually kinda... No, he snapped, eyes fixated on me. He somehow grew more menacing, to the point I could have sworn he doubled in size. We're going to take the nighty-nighty pills together, like you said. Red alert, red alert, danger Will Robinson. This was bad. Seriously bad. I don't know what happened to Steven's mommy but I guessed he hadn't cleaned the house since. As memories of the pictures sloshed around inside my mind, another bright idea came to me.
Stevie, I've been thinking. It's so nice to be back, but there's one thing that's still not right. He screwed up his face. My hair. So much time has passed. It's gone brown, see? I craned my neck forward. For it to be like before, I'll have to go blonde. We should run down to the store and pick up some dye. Oh, we don't need to run to the store. My heart plunged as he scurried off into another room and came back holding a box with a smiling blonde model on the front. Great, I said through gritted teeth. He scooped me up again and carried me into the bathroom. Turns out he actually knew what he was doing. He protected my hairline with Vaseline, clipped my locks into sections to paste the dye in bit by bit, and even used an old toothbrush to fill in the roots. Thirty minutes later, he grabbed the shower head, set me on the edge of the tub, and gave my hair a thorough rinse. Dark brunette to light blonde was a huge ask of some over-the-counter dye, although it worked well enough to indulge Stephen's deluded fantasy. He held a photo next to my face. Now you look exactly like before. My eyes quickly scanned the photo. Well, not exactly. My hair was shorter back then, too. You're right. He took off like an excited puppy and returned holding a pair of metal scissors. Crap. I needed a way out. Appeasing this idiot was only going to get me killed. Quickly, I cleared my throat and tried to sound like my mother. Sweetie, you're too young to use the scissors. Am not, he said, already pretty heated. My heart hammered at what felt like 300 beats a minute, and my gut begged me to stop. Disobedient little brat, I snapped. Stephen's anger vanished, replaced with horror. Why can't you do what you're told, Stephen? There was enough venom in that statement to make him deflate. Untie Mommy's hands and, and give her the scissors. He stared at me, dumbfounded, until I added a piercing, Now! Using the scissors, he cut away my restraints. I'm sorry, Mommy. I didn't mean to make you mad. He obediently handed over the scissors, putting the right side of his head on my lap, then began to sob, all while sucking his own thumb. That's okay, I said softly. Then I took three deep breaths. The scissors came down in a shining arc. They plunged straight into Stephen's left eye, and when I let go, they stood all by themselves. Immediately he jumped up and thrashed around, his head like a pincushion. He screamed and tripped over the toilet, the back of his head crashing into the nearby wall. As he ripped the scissors out, blood and eye jelly seeped from the wound. That shocked me to my senses, then I barreled out of the room. Less than five steps across the hall, Stephen hooked my legs together from behind. My chin hit the wooden floor, hard, and while I lay dazed, Babbling nonsensically, he dragged me into the bedroom, threw me onto the bed, and grabbed a bottle of pills from a nearby cabinet. There was blood spattered all over the wall to my left, from where Stephen had rammed my head into the picture frame. 
Shards of glass lay scattered over the section of the floor directly beneath it. Clenching a handful of pills in his left fist, Stephen sat on top of me. Fingers fumbled over my mouth as he tried to jam those tiny capsules down my throat while his other hand clamped my nostrils together, my lips sealed shut tighter than a hydraulic press. Soon, my body begged for oxygen. It was do-or-die time. Quickly, I reached up and jabbed two fingers straight into Stephen's mushy eye socket. As he shrieked, I sat up and pushed even further. They disappeared right up to the second knuckle. Stephen dropped the pills and ripped my hand away, his screams climbing higher and louder. I seized the opportunity and rolled onto the floor, my right hand all wet and slimy. He dived after me, one hand against his eye to stifle the injury, the other awkwardly fumbling over me. I felt along the ground, grabbed the closest piece of glass, spun around to face my attacker, and cut along his forearm opening a gash right down to the bone. When he fell backward, I sprung forward and stabbed the shard into his throat. Blood launched from Stephen's wound like a powerful jet, splattering across the walls and furniture. Within seconds, the room looked like a slaughterhouse. Bubbles of saliva inflated and shrunk above poor little Stevie's lips as his breathing slowed way down before finally ceasing completely. In a state of complete shock, I used the bed to climb to my feet. It was over. Stevie was dead. My first point of call had to be the neighbor's place, where I'd call an ambulance and then the police. I stepped over Stephen's corpse and made my way toward the door. And there, as I glanced back, all I could think was, man. The cleanup on this place is going to be a frickin' nightmare. And that was an upvoted No Sleep Story by OP Lighting Nations. And be sure to check out their subreddit too at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash thought industry. Sweet dreams.